Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey y'all, my name is Laura. Welcome back to Eco Chic. It is so great to have you here for today's episode where we're going to be looking forward. I'll admit it, I am a girl who loves resolutions and I feel like that's a little bit of an unpopular opinion, but I know it's something that we all try to do. We have in the back of our head, how are we going to better ourselves in the new year? And I hope today's episode gives you a little bit of a framework I know a lot of us make the New Year's resolution to be more sustainable, but I think that there are some key things that we should keep top of mind as we think through these resolutions and how we actually want to see them come to fruition. Yeah, we are really just diving in today. I'm so excited about this topic and I feel like this will be a really helpful, actionable episode. I think when it comes to New Year's resolutions, to really set yourself up for success in whatever you're deciding a resolution around, The two key pillars to keep top of mind, at least in my view, are that you want your resolution to be attainable and you want it to be measurable. So I'm going to use a really classic example of a New Year's resolution here. A lot of people around the new year will make the resolution to exercise more, for example. And when we think about a goal being attainable and measurable, this is one that is not necessarily a bad resolution, but it just needs a little bit of refining. So we're going to start off with this first pillar of being attainable. If your goal is to become a soul cycle instructor at the end of the year and you do not have a regular workout routine or you have never been on a spin bike or you haven't like accomplished these more kind of introductory ways of exercising more, I really hate to break it to you, my friend, but being a soul cycle instructor at the end of the year is not as attainable as you may think. I'm not saying it's impossible, but if you're starting from ground zero and your goal is exercise more, the attainable goal may be instead join a gym or go to the gym X amount of times a week. And that's where the measurability would also come in. So exercise more doesn't really mean anything, but you can say exercise twice a week or go to a workout class once a week or something along those lines. So you have some accountability in the number and again, that measurable goal. I also want to say the beautiful thing about resolutions is they really don't have to be all centered around the new year. If you make this goal to exercise twice a week, in three months you realize you love it so much you can up that and you can make a new goal of exercising three times a week or trying a new class or trying a new studio or something like that. And this goal can evolve with you throughout the year. I think very often when people give up on New Year's resolutions or they kind of let it slip by, it's because these two attainable and measurable qualities aren't super evident in that particular resolution. So if you are saying, oh yeah, I gave up my goal on exercising more, well, what steps did you have in place or what plan did you have to actually achieve that goal? 
Was it exercise more to an extreme that you couldn't sustain? Was it a measurable number that was something that you weren't prepared to really commit to? So there's a lot of facets to this that you have to consider, but I really think the important part of New Year's resolutions across the board, whatever the topic is, is again, measurable and attainable goals. You want something that makes sense for your lifestyle and you want something that you can start small and build upon. So in a few months, if you want to reevaluate that goal, you can. I want to take these same ideas and apply them to the concept of sustainability. If your New Year's resolution is to be more sustainable, let's think about how we can turn that statement into something attainable and something measurable. I find that very often when people get into sustainability or they're making a conscious effort to live a more eco-conscious, sustainable lifestyle, whatever that may mean for them, it's really easy to give up because you feel overwhelmed. So I think that a really important message that I've shared a lot on this show, that our guests have shared a lot, is that with sustainability, it's really important to start small. So those same goals of being attainable and measurable in whatever your New Year's resolution may be, we want to take and apply those same ideas and that same grace to our sustainability goals. A common example of a goal that can very easily feel out of hand is wanting to reduce your waste or the goal of cutting back on all of your plastic. That's a really tough, tough thing to accomplish in our day and age, in the societies we live in. And also, if you are not already living an ultra low waste lifestyle, it's hard to feel like you are truly no longer accepting plastic into your life, for example. To make this a little bit more attainable, let's start where we are and let's figure out what that next level is. So what are some products that you purchase? We're going to keep on with this plastic example that you can start cutting back on a little bit. If you find that most of your plastic comes in the kitchen, around groceries, what are some habits that you can incorporate that will cut back on that plastic? Do you find that because a lot of your food comes packaged, those interior plastic bags are what's tripping you up on this goal? Maybe we can start thinking about shopping bulk bins or exploring grocery stores where there are more package-free options. And the measurable part of that could be I will cut back on X amount of plastic or I will make an effort to go to a bulk store once a month or something along those lines. Again, just giving yourself a small goal, something that you can start off with, get a little taste of what that goal feels like, and then we will build as it continues. Sustainability is a hard topic to have goals around and really truly achieve goals around because you never feel like you're truly done. And there are a lot of areas of your life where you could focus your efforts around sustainability, right? So we just gave that example of cutting back on plastic, but you could also make a conscious effort around goals with eating more plant-based foods or minimalism, cutting back on the amount of stuff that you consume. You could take this to beauty and skincare. I only want to buy clean beauty. Well, that's really hard. Are you going to throw out all the makeup products and skincare products that you currently have? Probably not. We want to take it one step further, maybe education. I want to educate myself more on sustainable topics, whatever that may mean for you. There are a lot of ways that you can get into any of these topics. And then similarly, there's a lot of ways to get overwhelmed. I want to go back to that concept of starting with where you are and finding that next level. So I'm going to use here the example of plant-based foods. If you currently are not actively incorporating plant-based foods into your diet, that is your base level. And then maybe the next thing is incorporating one vegan dinner a week or something along those lines. How are you going to achieve that? That's a measurable goal. Again, that's one dinner a week. But how is that going to be attainable for you? Do you need to find additional resources? on plant-based cooking? 
Do you want to explore new ingredients? Maybe you've never cooked with tofu before and we want to find an Instagram or a TikTok that will teach us how to cook tofu. So thinking not only about how it's attainable, but the plan you have to actually make sure that you can reach that goal within a reasonable amount of time and energy for yourself. I think when I say a reasonable amount of time and energy, that's important to me and I wanted to mention that because I think similarly to what I said about sustainability feeling like a really overwhelming topic, if you're trying to take on too many goals at once or you're trying to push yourself to an extreme and you're just not ready to do that yet, I think it's really, really easy for sustainability to feel like a chore. And that breaks my heart a little bit for a lot of people if they feel like sustainability is too hard or it's just not fun. And maybe those aren't the words they're choosing, but there's a reason that you're opting out of sustainable choices, right? Ultimately, you want sustainability to be a part of your lifestyle. You want those eco-conscious, conscious consumerism, climate-friendly choices to be the go-to for yourself and for your lifestyle and for your loved ones. And when you're making decisions for them, how can you really influence and impact the people around you in a positive way? You don't want to go about this in a way that's degrading to yourself. You want to go about this with a little bit of grace. You don't want to kick yourself for accidentally, quote unquote, accepting plastic utensils with your DoorDash order, right? Sustainability is a space where it's really easy to feel like you're tripping up or not doing enough. And it becomes this kind of overwhelming, I'm sorry to keep using that word, but really consuming feeling. And for an action in your life or for a habit to be truly sustainable, you want it to be something that you can maintain. You want it to be something not only attainable, but also comfortable for yourself, something that you're choosing to do, something that you enjoy. You never want any of these sustainability goals or these resolutions to become a hindrance or a homework assignment to you or something that's kind of like a squeaky wheel, so to speak, in the back of your head that you are constantly consumed with these sustainable decisions and did I make the right one? Quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Bite Toothpaste. Dig this. Did you know we swallow about five to seven percent of our toothpaste every single time we brush our teeth? That number is shocking to me and really has me thinking about what I'm accidentally swallowing. Most commercial toothpastes are filled with harsh chemicals, artificial flavors, and preservatives. Definitely not stuff that you want to be eating. And that's why Bite makes dry toothpaste tablets with clean ingredients that are sulfate-free, palm oil-free, and glycerin-free. I just mentioned that Bite toothpaste bits are dry and they are so easy and totally revolutionary, especially if you're trying to reduce your plastic. They're so convenient. You just pop a bit in your mouth, you chew it up and you start brushing and it'll turn into a paste just like you're used to, but there's no plastic tube and there is no messy paste. I love that Bite comes in a refillable glass jar and they send the refills in compostable pouches. So they're not only better for our bodies, but of course also the earth. And I love that there's no more plastic tubes. I'm someone that travels a lot and I love the convenience of not having a little toothpaste tube Every single time I travel, I've cut down on a lot of other plastic-free items in my daily routine. So cutting down on the plastic of a toothpaste tube was really important to me and really a total game changer. Bite makes plastic-free alternatives for everything in your bathroom sink, from toothpaste, mouthwash, toothbrushes, and deodorants. You can cut out the harsh chemicals and plastic waste without compromise. The bottles are also super sleek and amazing on the vanity. Elevate your shelfy game. No gooey plastic tubes here. Byte is offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to trybyte.com slash ecochic or use code ecochic at checkout to claim this deal. That's T-R-Y-B-I-T-E dot com slash ecochic. It'll be in the show notes. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So I think similarly to goals needing to be attainable and measurable when it comes to sustainability, we also want to make sure that we make a plan. So I'm going to use this example of perhaps a resolution around, I want to educate myself more on sustainable topics. Now let's zoom that in a little bit. What are those topics that you're looking to learn more about? How do you want to educate yourself? Is it more attainably perhaps or more easily for you? I want to follow more sustainability content creators so I know a little bit more about these sustainable tips and tricks that I can start incorporating into my lifestyle. Or is it something a little bit heavier? Like I want to know more about climate change. So not only am I going to follow climate change content creators, but I also want to read books on the subject. Okay, how many books? Let's make that measurable. I want to read six books this year on environmental topics, on climate change related topics. Okay, there you have it. That's a measurable goal. Are you currently a reader? Would it be otherwise difficult for you to read six books in a year? If your answer is, yeah, I'm not reading six books anyway, then maybe six isn't the number for you. And we want to make that number a little bit more attainable. But I hope that you're getting the idea around any of these little niches of sustainability that you can commit yourself to in the new year, but also all year round. My last little tip or reflection, I suppose, if you have this New Year's resolution around being a quote unquote more sustainable person, I think the biggest challenge for people very often is FOMO. It is this fear of missing out when you are choosing to be more sustainable, you feel like you're giving something up or that you're excluding yourself from certain activities or choices or experiences that you may want to have. A tip they give very often when folks are trying to incorporate more plant-based foods or vegan foods into their diet is focus on adding in. Focus on adding more greens to your plate or more interesting protein options or think about all of the opportunity you have to incorporate these new ingredients and choices into this lifestyle decision. Similarly with sustainability, don't feel like, oh, I'm missing out on my favorite coffee run because I am giving up plastic and I can't accept that cup. All right, what can we add in? Can we explore new coffee shops in our area where they have really great to-go cups and they might also have just some great ambiance where you want to sit for a while? If we are thinking about perhaps fashion, you want to cut down on your consumption of new fashion or fast fashion, whatever it may be. We're not focusing on what we're getting rid of. We're not saying, oh no, it feels awful to no longer have these options to shop at, but we're thinking about all of the new options. Oh, now we can explore thrifting and really get those fun skills and experiences under our belt when it comes to shopping secondhand. Or we can think more about slow fashion brands. We can think more about shopping locally. We can think about shopping our friends' closets and organizing some of these experiences in our communities. 
I have here a perfect example of a New Year's resolution that I set and actually have stuck with. In 2017, my New Year's resolution was to no longer eat beef. And this feels a little extreme because it is like a no opportunity situation as opposed to saying I'm cutting out beef X amount of times a week. This was attainable for me because I already didn't eat a lot of beef. I already liked other forms of animal products and I was already kind of experimenting with a plant-based lifestyle. So this was attainable for me. And the reason that I stuck with it was because I didn't say I am going 100% vegan or vegetarian or only eating plant-based from here on out. It gave me room and options and it gave me enough space to breathe and kind of slowly grow into that bigger goal of living a more plant-based lifestyle, of eating a more plant-based diet. I didn't go 100% all the way and beef still to this day is something that I don't touch, I don't crave. It was not something that I craved beforehand. So it was a really easy thing to give up, quote unquote, but I really heavily focused on how to add new things into my lifestyle. It feels almost too easy to say you've got to think positively when it comes to setting sustainable goals, but I think more importantly, you have to stay true to yourself. What is the person that you currently are and how do you want to take that person into the new year or how do you want to start incorporating some of these new sustainability habits or some of these new little mindset tips going forward? Again, let's not focus on what you are losing or what you are removing or what kind of habits you are giving up but let's think about what you're gaining. What are you adding to your day-to-day? How are you expanding your mind? How are you incorporating more of your values into your day-to-day decision-making? I'm gonna leave you there. I hope that today's episode gave you some really tangible, valuable tips and gave you some direction if you're thinking about a more sustainable new year. What does that actually look like for you? What topics are you gonna hone in on? How are you going to make it happen? If this episode was helpful, go ahead and share it on your Instagram story. You can share it in your group chat, share it with all of your friends. And if you do share it anywhere on social, you can tag me at EcoChicPodcast. All of my social links are always down below. And while I have you, if you've stuck around this long, why don't you rate and review the show wherever you are listening? I am on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you want to listen to podcasts, you can find me. Quick little housekeeping in the show notes. We have the annual Eco Chic survey. Help me plan the podcast for the new year. I want to hear what you like. I want to hear what you want to know more of. It's a short survey, really quick, and it helps me make sure that this show is everything that you want it to be. With that, I look forward to seeing you next week, and I hope you have a really great rest of your day. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.